Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Welcome to your Wednesday night pre-Easter program. We're calling it Priester. Happy Priester, everybody. Hope you've got all your booze and food and chocolate because you ain't going anywhere. It's a Priester at home, just like Jesus, stuck in a cave. Recommended drinks and snacks, as always, wine and crackers. Welcome to the Wine and Crackers Priester Broadcast. night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. As I said, happy Priester, everybody. Happy Priester. Wine and crackers on the Priester broadcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly have. I actually got like six hours continuous sleep last night. I feel like I've been in a fucking coma. (laughs) So hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, there should be no obvious fuck-ups today, tonight, whatever, this morning. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, then by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to wish me a happy priester, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday night. It is the last show of the Daily Boogie for the week because that's the way we work here. We See, we were ahead of the curve, man. They're talking about flattening the curve. We were ahead of the damn curve. Because in the future, you're only going to be allowed to work three days a week anyway because nobody's going to have any money to pay you. You'll have to work three days a week to get your Amazon Soup Kitchen bread coupons. It's going to be so much fun. When all of the small businesses are closed, then everybody will only be working for Amazon, Microsoft, Google and Apple. That's MAGA. Google is MAGA. (laughs) So happy fucking day. You'll either, lear- you'll either learn to co- uh, code or learn to make soup. And that's how we'll pay you. And you'll only be working three days a week. I have already put dibs on Monday through Wednesday. So you're probably going to have to do the weekend shift. So sorry about that. Too bad. So sad. That's the way it goes. So we're ahead of the fucking curve here, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> Pardon me. Ooh, I need to clear out a few of those gay frogs. Hang on. Hmm. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, then the, the preferred method, ladies and gentlemen, would be to head to dlive.tv slash boogie bumper, get some of those slippery little lemons and leave those soury little suckers in my succulent fruit bowl. Or you can go to the link down below, streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. So much to get through, so little time. Uh, it is Wednesday, it's Wednesday night, the last show of the week. And as is customary now, as of last week, 
and hopefully moving forward. I try to do a little bit of a circuit breaker on Wednesday. Try to break it because everything is so dominated by virus, virus, virus. It's a virus. Everything's virus, 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 virus. So I'm trying to do my best on a Wednesday to at least break free. I've got to break free on a Wednesday. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Shout out to JJ Stoner who uh, dropped a diamond during the intro. JJ kicking ass on DLive. Getting the shout outs, getting the love, getting the attention. Getting grandpas, grandfathers. If you missed his late night show last night, the surprise stream, I recommend you go back and watch it. He's found himself a new mascot. Thank you for the diamond winning TV. Also follow winning TV on DLive, DLive.tv slash winning TV. But make sure you follow JJ Stone and check out his show last night. He's got himself a new mascot. It's a grandfather whose best friend is a black penis. I kid you not. This is stuff that you need in your life. And if I can direct you to self-improvement broadcasts like the great JJ Stoner on DLive, ladies and gentlemen, well, then that's the way it's going to be. That's what I'm here for, to make your life slightly less miserable. Not good, just slightly less shitty. I'm happy to contribute to that, that worthwhile cause. So it is Wednesday night. A little bit of a circuit breaker, if you will. I do have some virus stuff. I have a little bit of seriousness mixed in there in the middle. But I want to start Wednesday night's edition of the Daily Boogie on the right foot. I want to start it the right way. So let's straight off the bat, before we go anywhere else, I want to introduce you to this man. Do not try this at home. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see the warning on the screen. So allow me to enunciate for you. Uh, this guy calls himself a professional meathead. His name is Ryan Stock, and he's doing tremendously well on the YouTubes. He's got about 2,500 views on this video, so he's reasonably fresh. He's an up-and-comer. I'm not criticizing him for his views because I get like 10 on a video, so that's fine by me. And that's usually friends, family. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Those are the bots that I pay. I don't have any friends. So I thought I'd introduce you to this meathead before we get too far. And then later on in the show, ladies and gentlemen, I put the poll out. I put out the question, do you want to see the clip that Kitty B has sent me? If you don't know who Kitty B is, Kitty B is the infamous JJ Stoner researcher who has been known to break content creators with the material that she supplies them to play on their show. Many a content creator who thought they could not be broken, mind you. Many a steely resolve has been melted at the sight and the smells and the sounds and the experience of the links that Kitty B has sent to them in their inbox. So I put the question out, do you want me to play this? And I'll get to the poll later on in the show and I think the results speak for themselves. So, <laughs> But before we get there, I've got to show you this fucking idiot uh, and plus some coronavirus stuff, which should be all fun. So thank you for joining us here on the Daily Boogie. Let's rock and roll. Let's see what a professional meathead does for a living. And maybe I'm in the wrong game. I'm Ryan Stock, and this is why I'm the human meathead. <laughs> so he's already... <laughs> 
If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this. So he's got himself a big fuck-off shiny meat hook. He shoved it into his nose and then turned the hook around and it's now coming out of his mouth like he's gorged himself on the meat hook. Years of training. How do you find out that you have this talent? I suspect he was working in an abattoir and tripped over. (laughs) Oh, my God. It doesn't even hurt. Quick, somebody... Quick, somebody get a camera. This is fucking amazing. Look at this shit. (sighs) (sighs) I imagine it doesn't feel very good going in, but it probably feels amazing coming out. These dangerous and insane stunts. I create these for a living. For a living. It's his job. Well, we've all got a talent, I guess. Uh, What's he doing with a chainsaw? Does, is he a gardener? Is he is, Has he been looking after those hedges? I don't think he lives there. Maybe he works at this guy's mansion. I've created a ton of stuff that I perform in my show, and I've created stuff that other people perform all over the world. This is a chainsaw. It's real. It's dangerous. I'm going to put it in my mouth. Oh, yeah. See, I'm kind of sad, though, because... If you watch a guy put a chainsaw in his mouth, part of the appeal is he might decapitate himself, right? That's why you watch it. You're watching the guy put the chainsaw in his mouth because he might die a horrible, bloody death. But the fact that this is on YouTube means that you already know that he didn't kill himself, which is very disappointing to me. Yeah, come on, come on. It's going to deep throat that fucking Makita, man. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> he really is a meathead. <laughs> oh, no hands! Look, mum, no hands! Oh, don't do that! God, Ben gave Veritas in the chat. I really want to see him mess up. Me too. The worst part about the uh, putting the chainsaw in your mouth bit is you get all of the uh, you get all of the petrol fumes. You should really switch to electrical, man. Have a social conscience. Sorry, man. Part of my performance style is I like to make the stunts look easy and look effortless. Fucking lunatic. I want people to see that I have a familiarity with my props, that I know what I'm doing. Now, at the same time, it is dangerous, it is scary, and it takes a lot more practice. It's one thing to be able to do the stunt, it's another thing to look natural while you're doing it. Yeah, that looks real natural. <laughs> you know, it's just become second nature to me, man. The first time I put my... it is, is it electric? Has it got a battery pack on it? The first time I put a chainsaw in my mouth, you know, I could do the stunt, no problem, but to make it look natural, that was the real hard part. And that requires a lot of work. He's going to be one of these fuckers who puts meat hooks in his face, put 
puts a chainsaw in his mouth and he's going to end up dying by getting hit by a bus, you know? <laughs> in a, like just walk. He'll die by slipping on some spilt milk in a fucking supermarket and he'll hit his head against the shelf. Ah. Things for a living because it's all I know. Mm-hmm. This is all I've done for a living. And uh, people- this is all I've done. This is all I know. Always ask me. Come on, you can reskill. You can reskill if you have to. I get an adrenaline rush. If the chainsaw rips out your esophagus, I'm sure you'll find something else to do. Out of it, but I don't get an adrenaline rush out of things at all. Uh, Ah, now see, now this I can get down. That's why I work as a stunt performer. I don't just do gross things, and I've never found that I got an adrenaline. If you can find yourself a woman who will let you throw knives at her, you need to wife that bitch. I'm always able to keep myself calm and relaxed. And I think that's part of the reason that this accidentally became my job. It was never a plan to do this for a living. I was just always good at it. I hold the world record for the heaviest vehicle pulled with a hook through the face at 50. (laughs) He's got his little certificate there. I hold the world record for the heavy ve- heaviest vehicle pulled with a hook through the face. <laughs> flipping through your th- flipping through your Guinness Book of Records is like this must be somewhere in the back. I've never heard of that record before. Sir, are you the only person who's attempted this record? <laughs> 1500 pounds. This vehicle weighs 6000 pounds. We have chalk marks every 10 feet. I have to get this vehicle moved at least 20 feet, but I'm gonna see how far I can get. When I force the hook through my sinuses, over my hard and soft palate, and out my mouth, I can feel the pressure right in the middle of my skull. Doctors tell me that pulling that much weight will pull the whole inside of my face out. <laughs> so that's so I went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> and at 50 pounds of pressure, it actually pulls the whole upper jaw out of the Do you think this guy gives a fuck about coronavirus? You know, the doctors told me if I try to pull this fucking Chrysler down the road with a hook through my face, that I will literally rip the inside of my face out and it will come out of my fucking mouth. So let's pull this motherfucker, huh? Do you think he wears a mask when he goes to the supermarket? Do you think he's sanitizing his hands? <laughs> Listen to the fucking doctors, kids. Okay, stay at school. The skull. Doctors say it's impossible to do. We're going to try it. What do the fucking doctors know? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck about the doctors? I'm going to pull this <laughs> pull this car down the road with a hook through my face. Fuck the doctors. <laughs> You know, uh, Mr. Jones, I think it would be, you know, your blood pressure is a little high. I think you may be drinking too much during the week. How much do you drink? Uh, about two or three beers a night. Okay. Why don't you try to cut that down? Maybe just have a couple of beers on the weekend. Nothing too crazy. And we're just going to monitor your situation for next month or so and see if we can get that blood pressure down. Oh, okay. Okay. And then you walk outside of the doctor's office and just bury Ring your head. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Becker. And just bury your head into a bucket of vodka. <laughs> this is the equivalent. Uh, you know there's a danger that you might rip your face off <laughs> if you try this. Fuck you, Square. The fuck do you know, bro? 
I do this for a fucking living, man. Yes, but I do this for a living. I tell people about the structural integrity of their bones and things that are attached to them for a living. Fuck you, man. I'm not going to listen to you, square motherfucker. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Winning TV. the person driving past just casually what the fuck (laughs) honey the meathead's out again god i want him to rip his face off don't you (laughs) the car who was driving past just slows down it's like I managed to take a picture to last longer, huh? Ain't you never seen a guy pulling a car with a hook through his face before? I would love the person in the car to just cut him off. Out of way, you son of a bitch! Get off the road, you maniac! Exactly, big gay parents. Hey, moron, get your Chrysler out of the way. And then just like, and just like that, as he pulls the hook out of his face, the Chrysler just keeps rolling and knocks him to the ground and kills him from the momentum. That's That would be the perfect end to this. <laughs> we did it, honey. We did it. <laughs> and now he's dead. <laughs> Ah, oh, there's someone in the car, too. <laughs> what a fucking rush, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> this fucking guy. I'm super stoked that we got that done today. Super stoked, I pulled bro. that thing 60 feet, weighed 6,000 pounds, my sinuses are a little bit swollen and sore, yeah, but I'm going to live, and that's a new world record. There you go. <laughs> Congratulations, guy. What do you think? It's not bad. When I created the Human Meathead uh, 18 years ago... Uh, 20 years he's been doing this gig. My wife, Amberlynn, she had a uh, binder ring. Who would have thought that his wife would have two first names? <laughs> Straight from the trailer park. Well, I'm going to make a woman out of you, honey. It was about this big, and she was wearing it as a necklace. And uh, she left it on our coffee table. And I took it, and I decided to see if I could get it through my nose and out my mouth. And I found that was one hell of a night. Found that it was t- and it was love at first sniffle. Too big. It was getting caught up right at the back of my teeth. Ah, oh, see how he jams it in there. So I went out into the garage and I found a piece of metal and I bent it into a hook. Ah! And I, until I could figure out how to get it in my nose and out my mouth, and uh, that's when the trick hit me. And I came up with the name right there, the human meathead. I made. The, the, the upside for this, I think I know why his wife is with him, because when she sits on his face, he doesn't have to take a breath. He can do circular breathing because he's got holes in his face. This hook, and I had it on stage within a week. 
So people always ask how I'm able to get the hook in my nose and out. I mean, if you can push a hook through your nose and come out your mouth, then a clitoris is going to be like fucking little league to you. My mouth. And technically, everybody is capable of doing it, but it would be extremely uncomfortable. And there are people who've uh, tried to duplicate the act that I've done. Are you, are you okay down there, honey? Are you okay down there? I could sit here all fucking day. This is nothing. You ain't no Chrysler, bitch. Let's go. And most people are using uh, much thinner hooks, much thinner uh, pussies, <laughs> pieces of metal. I've had to stretch my sinuses out in the same way that you would stretch a piercing. Over time, I've added larger and larger objects until the size. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno, that is a hook to open sewer drains. <laughs> size of my sinuses grew to the point that I could fit in a hook that's three eighths of an inch thick. Nice. It took several years to get. It's a good gauge, bro. To that point. Pulling a car with the hook is pretty intense, but if you're really the human meathead, yep. you should be able to hang from it. Ah. This is the real test. Well, why would this be harder? Does he weigh more than 6,000 pounds? I mean, I'm no genius here. Maybe we should consult the doctor. Shut up, doc! Okay. Now, pulling a vehicle is one thing, but to be able to hang from the actual... I actually know a guy who was into this stuff. Oh, God, I haven't seen him in years. A guy I used to go to high school with, and then um, we jammed a few times music and stuff, and... He was into, they. I think they call it suspension. And I was like, what the fuck is suspension? And he took his shirt off and he showed me and he had all of these fucking rings in his back. Like six rings, like piercings through his back. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Because <laughs> I'm outside of this kind of stuff. I'm a pretty normal guy. You know, I go to work, I go to bed, I shit, I sleep, I eat, you know, normal things. A good time for me is like, I don't know, hanging out in a danky bar with a couple of friends, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, right? A nice steak. That's what I like, that kind of shit. So I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with these hooks, man? He would go to these parties, right, where they play weird music. He showed me pictures. They play weird music and they have candle lights and they all get suspended from fucking hooks by their skin. And he was telling me about it and he said it's like drugs because the longer you're up there, like you break the pain threshold. And once you go through the pain, uh, the pain threshold, your brain starts releasing all of these fucking toxins. So it releases like adrenaline and all kinds of shit because you know, your body is going into shock basically because of the pain. So it ends up, you end up, he was telling me like you have a euphoric experience hanging from these hooks. Like you forget where you are and everything. The world changes around you. You, you end up in like a trend, um, a trance-like state because you're hanging from these hooks. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, man. Uh, Want to get high? <laughs> Want to smoke a joint or something? <laughs> hook is a different story. Now, people think, well, you just pulled 6,000 pounds. What's yes. hanging yourself at only 200 pounds? Yes. Well, it changes everything. Okay. If you ever ran out of gas in your car, did you push that car to the gas station or did you carry it to the gas station? You pushed it. It requires a lot more weight and a lot more pressure. Okay. All right, makes sense. Let's go. And I'm going to see if I can do that today without ripping my face off.
but he was hanging onto the strap. Girl. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the subs, Becca. So there you go. Just like everything else we refer to, ladies and gentlemen, the human meathead <clears throat> will be in the show notes. I mean, if you're worried about your future career, thanks to coronavirus, I think I've just found an avenue for you. Fucking hooks, bro. Meat hooks, bro. It's going to be sensational. <laughs> All right, I've got some I've got some serious stuff for you. <clears throat> Let's investigate this. Because people are talking about what happens next. What happens next with Corona Chan? Where do we go from here? How the hell do we restart this? How do we kick this pig back into action? And a lot of people are saying, well, it's never going to be the same. We can't do the same thing again. Things are going to have to change and they're going to have to change permanently. So how are we going to deal with this? Well... I've got good news for you. Bill Gates, the world's most famous. Thank you for, <laughs> Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. The world's most famous uh, computer engineering software thief and uh, eugenicist has come up with a solution to what happens next. Let's go. Let's see what Bill's got to say. Look like, you know, which activities have, like schools, have such benefit and can be done in a way that the risk of transmission is very low. Nice. Yeah. And which activity? No more school. School. Activities like mass gatherings uh, may be, in a certain sense, more optional. And so until optional. you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. <laughs> mass gatherings will never come back at all. Ever. Uh, yay. Um... <laughs> See, if you never go to a sports ball game, this would have no effect on you. If you never go anywhere where there is a lot of people, then you wouldn't care, right? How about these people? Oh, we'll just no, we're just gonna ban everything forever. Oh, oh, goody, great. But with the economy, you know, we can bring it back. You know. As long as every, as long as we can bring back the economy, as long as people can make money and pay taxes, that's all you need. You don't need your bread and circuses, man. You don't need your sports ball. You don't need your mass gatherings. You don't need concerts. You don't need church. You don't need any of that shit. Fuck that shit. Just stay at home. Get your Uber Eats. Get your free Pornhub account. Get your alcohol and your weed delivered and shut the fuck up. It's going to be great. There will be a point where we have the vaccine. See, they're so confident, aren't they? The thing you always get with these kinds of guys is they never talk as if there's some kind of discussion. It's never a debate. Like he's saying, there will be. This will be the way it's going to be. This is going to happen. It's never, we should have a discussion about it. We should talk about it. I think, I suspect, my opinion is, experts say. It's never that. It's like, no, no, we will be banning mass gatherings. This is going to change. You will get a digital certification for vaccination. So you say, get used to the idea now, peasants. Don't, don't get any ideas in your head of like, you know, some kind of disagreement. We don't want any dissent on this issue. So we will have mass vaccinations and ban mass gatherings. It is predictive monologue, 
Ben K. Veritas in the chat. Uh, and we're going completely back to normal. Uh, we're working closely with the back to companies. We're going, and they're the ones. We're going completely back to normal, except for all the shit we're going to ban. <laughs> it's going to be great. Although it's probably 18 months or so, mm. they're the ones that can really get things back to where we're not worried about large public gatherings. Wait, 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 what? So if you have your digital vaccination certificate, which some people are talking about is going to be like an infrared tattoo, and um, I'll get to that in a moment, by the way. <clears throat> so if you have your digital, if you have your infrared vaccination tattoo, you will be allowed out. You'll be allowed to go to the sports ball. You'll be allowed to go to the restaurants. You'll be allowed to go to church. Anybody else? Uh-uh. Sorry. Sorry, bro. Hopefully we'll have uh, teams of men in white, white coats, long white coats, or failing that, perhaps riot squad members uh, walking around, checking people. That will be nice. Thank you for, Thank coming. You for coming. I'll see you in hell. So we'll, we'll hand them little... Thank, Thank you for, you for coming. coming. I'll, I'll see you in hell. hell. We will hand them little devices, like little thermometers, and they'll go up and they'll scan your infrared tattoo. And if you're allowed out, you'll have the tattoo. You've been vaccinated. You'll be... Carry on. Go on your way. And if, you're, if you don't have the vaccination tattoo, well, then it's off to jail for you. And if you think that sounds crazy, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. They're already arresting people for fucking playing t-ball with their six-year-old daughters in open fields. They've already got the riot squad ushering people off beaches. They're already fining people for standing in groups of more than two. They're already arresting people for being outside without a quote-unquote reasonable excuse to do so. You're already being trained to accept that. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that people like Gates would want that. I'm not saying it could happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. But it doesn't, it doesn't sound crazy to me that to them that would seem like a natural progression, right? And, of course, that's when everybody will get the shits. Not now. <clears throat> See, right now, everybody's like, yeah, lock up those virus spreaders. Fuck them. Lock up those people who go to the supermarket. Lock them up. Right now, everybody's in favor of it. When they come out and say, okay, if you'd like to line up for your vaccination and your authentication, 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 is that a fucking word? Your vaccination tattoo, line up for your vaccination tattoo so you can go to the sports ball again. Everyone's going to be like, well, that's not fair. Of course, by then it'll be too late because half of the population would have already signed up. Months or so, they're the ones that can really get things back to where we're not worried about large public gatherings. It will need to be, you know, certainly tens of billions of dollars put into this readiness, uh, these germ games like war games uh, that will really test out our systems and make sure that we move faster than the virus does. Have you talked with the president about this? I've not talked directly to the president. Uh, our foundation is uh, trying to be as helpful in a very constructive way as possible, and that's mm -hmm. why I've talked to the head of the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> I haven't talked to the president. Why would I talk to the president? No, we're trying to be helpful and constructive. So I've talked to the guys who make the drugs. <laughs> There's no need to involve politicians in this. <laughs> You know, I think the least amount of the least amount of contact we have directly with the voters, that's probably the ideal situation. 
That's what we want. That's the way we think it should be. Don't talk to the politicians. Don't involve. You know, once you get the politicians involved, everything starts to slow down. So I think we go directly to the pharmaceutical companies and we just cut politics out of it because, you know, voters, they have this pesky habit of ruining plans, you see. So we need to take them out of the equation. Democracy would work perfectly if it wasn't for these fucking voters. Uh, we've talked to a lot of the agencies, the including agencies, good. Uh, CDC and NIH, about good. how we work together on the vaccine mm. and the drugs. But the Why is Bill Gates even in vaccines and drugs? Isn't he Microsoft guy? Isn't he Microsoft Windows? Why don't you focus on fixing the, uh, the updates before you go around fixing humanity, right? The updates on Windows still don't fucking work properly, Bill. The idea of big public gatherings, I do believe once we have the vaccination, mm -hmm. then the kind of fears uh, and the change of behavior around that it could definitely uh, be pretty close to where it was before this started. <laughs> that's fucking, that's reassuring. <laughs> that is very reassuring. Mm -hmm. Awareness of this is a threat and probably the biggest threat uh, to you know, kill tens of millions of people, uh, that will be permanently uh, embedded. I find it so disconcerting to wake up every morning and think, well, that was a strange dream I had, and then say, oh my God, yes. You know, look, there's no traffic on the bridge. And yes. oh yeah, my first meeting is on that computer screen and my second meeting's on that computer screen. And, uh, you know, and somebody's gonna leave some food, but I won't see them. Uh, this is super dramatic. Super dramatic, ladies and gentlemen. It's super dramatic. I'm going to have all of my meetings on a computer screen. Look, there's no fucking traffic. It's great. <clears throat> so I was thinking, well, surely, surely this, because I, I'm sure you're aware, ladies and gentlemen, you've seen a conspiracy theory floating around on the interwebs, right? There's been a conspiracy theory getting around, and we're, we, we definitely don't like conspiracy theories here on this show. We only bring you the facts. We only bring you the truth. God damn it. So fuck the conspiracy theorists. These conspiracy theorists have been going around talking about some kind of vaccination awareness program. Like you might have some kind of infrared tattoo in the future that will prove to the authorities that you have been vaccinated, that you have taken the vaccine. This is a conspiracy theory, of course. It will never happen here. So I went to the place that deals with conspiracy theories and deals with shutting them down. Of course, Media Matters, ladies and gentlemen. Media Matters, they do God's work. <clears throat> a Bill Gates coronavirus conspiracy theory spread on social media and then to a Fox News host. Conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers, white nationalists. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not a real, it's not a good conspiracy theory unless the white nationalists are involved. <laughs> you got to throw them in there for good measure. And QAnon supporters spread the false claim online. A conspiracy theory. So you've just watched that video. A conspiracy theory about Microsoft founder Bill Gates and a potential vaccine for novel coronavirus has been circulating for weeks on social media platforms, getting high engagement numbers, and has since been pushed by both Fox News and host Laura Ingram and a Newsmax correspondent. 
As the coronavirus pandemic has spread throughout the United States, Gates, who runs an organization that focuses on public health worldwide and has warned of the threat of the epidemic for years, has been leading efforts to and spoken about finding a vaccine. That has included spending billions of dollars to find a cure via his foundation and doing interviews on shows including Fox News Sunday and The Daily Show about the need for a vaccine. Gates on March 18 also participated in a Reddit AMA Q&A where he encouraged a national tracking system for the coronavirus and some digital certificates to show who has recovered or has been tested recently until we have the vaccine uh, and see who has the vaccine and who has received it. Scientific American reported in December that Gates had been funding efforts to create an invisible ink that would go into people's skin to see who has been vaccinated. See, this is all part of the conspiracy theory, you see. This is a conspiracy theory. During this time, conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers, white nationalists, white nationalists. Thank you for the diamond, Robbie, don't care. I'd rather cough to death than give him his way. It's very brave of you. Stunning and brave, Robbie. <laughs> we'll be on Team Koof, the Koofers. During this time, you must be one of these white nationalists. <laughs> Give me coughing or give me death. Sounds like a Nazi to me. During this time, conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers, white nationalists, and supporters of the QAnon conspiracy theory. See how everybody's just lumped in together? See how everyone's just thrown in the same pot now? See, I would imagine a conspiracy theorist who believes in, I don't know, alien autopsies, for example, may not like being associated with the white nationalists. And the white nationalists may not like being associated with the QAnon people. Because I don't think the QAnon people are probably white nationalist enough to be white nationalist. And I think the QAnon people might be too far out there for the alien autopsy people. And the QAnon people probably look at the alien autopsy people and go, that's fucking ridiculous. That's all part of the plan, man. You know what I mean? I don't think they agree on everything. But they've all just been lumped in on the Bill Gates issue, which is important. And far right sites message boards claiming that Gates' effort to help develop a vaccine is some kind of nefarious attempt to control, follow, or even depopulate the world's population via a microchip of some sort. The depopulation claim is based on a major misreading of Gates's past remarks. So as you know, ladies and gentlemen, the vaccination tattoo is all conspiracy theory. It's not real. So I decided to check a little publication called Science Translational Medicine. <laughs> which publishes scientific papers written by scientists about particular scientific topics. A lot of it in the medical realm. Because I didn't want to be one of these idiots who just gets all of their information from, you know, far-right message boards and white nationalists and QAnon conspiracy theorists and conspiracy theorists and whoever else was fucking lumped into that. Elvis Presley impersonators. I don't fucking know. Whoever was in that group. So let's have a look. There are a few big words here. So pardon me if I get a few of them wrong. I'm doing my best. I'm just a, I'm just a dumb little foreigner. Accurate medical record keeping is a major challenge in many low-resource settings where well-maintained centralized databases do not exist. Contributing to the 1.5 million vaccine-preventable deaths annually. Just 1.5 million. It's interesting. Here, we present an approach, you know, the flu's killed more people worldwide. <laughs> Here, 
We present an approach to encode medical history on a patient using the spatial distribution of biocompatible near-infrared quantum dots, or NIRQDs, NERCIDs. Let's call them NERCIDs. In the dermis, the dermis is the skin. QDs are invisible to the naked eye, yet detectable when exposed to near-infrared light. QDs with a copper indium selenide core core and aluminum-doped zinc... Doped. Dope. Doped zinc sulfide shell were tuned to emit in the NIR spectrum by controlling stoichiotomy, stoichometry... I'm going to call it stoichometry, and shelling time. I have no idea what uh, stoichometry is. The formulation showing the greatest resistance to photo bleaching after simulated sunlight exposure through pigmented human skin was encapsulated in microparticles for use in vivo. In short, ladies and gentlemen, the plan is to give everybody a tattoo which can be seen under infrared light, which is not seeable to the naked eye, which will prove that somebody has been vaccinated. Because record keeping of vaccinations is so difficult and we need to decentralize the record keeping process. So we want your medical data implanted on your skin that can be easily read by a scanner, by somebody who is obviously trained to use the scanner, wherever that scanner may need to be used. Like say, for example, at the front of a sports ball stadium. Maybe at the front of the church. Maybe at the front of the supermarket. Maybe you can just walk through a scanner before you go into the supermarket and it will scan your arm to see that you've had the vaccination. Won't it be won't you feel safe? Doesn't this make you feel safe? So of course, this uh <clears throat> scientific paper, which was conveniently published on the 18th of December last year, in 2019, mind you. The timing is just fucking impeccable, isn't it? How do they know? (laughs) How do they know this is going to be an issue? Thank God they got this paper out there just quick enough for everybody to consider it as a genuine probability. Wow, we're so lucky. Sometimes the universe just smiles on you. Coincidences. So this scientific paper that was written by all of these people who have a lot of letters behind their name is obviously just far-right conspiracy theory, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Media Matters. Thank you, Media Matters. You're doing God's work. There you have it. Um, okay. Where shall we go to next? How about... How about, ladies and gentlemen... <clears throat> Because I was catching rivers of shit from people a couple of weeks ago over a tweet that I put out where there was helicopters flying around LA and I, I put a tweet out about drones because we've been talking about the drones recently and I literally put on the tweet slash sarcasm. Uh, a lot of people stopped reading at the sarcasm line and thought that I was mistaking helicopters for drones. <laughs> Look at this fucking idiot. Doesn't even know the difference. I'm like, do you not know what sarcasm means? Not to worry. We'll move on. So, uh, I then replied to this discussion with a couple of screen grabs from a paper down here in Australia talking about how the next wave of drone technology, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be drones that can fly around and detect people's body temperature and whether they're coughing or not. 
from the sky. You won't even have to go to a doctor. Remember yesterday we did the drones that are literally spraying disinfectant around the fucking cities? Like, that's just normal. Like, that's just fine. (laughs) So, someone alerted me to the presence of this yesterday. And I tweeted out, This is the exact same company that I replied to Real Person Politics about on the 29th of last month. And I'll show you the tweet, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what's really happening. And I took this screen grab. US drone maker Dragonfly. So this was the 29th of last month. US drone maker Dragonfly, one of DJI's major competitors in the commercial camera drone space, is working with the Australian Department of Defence and University of South Australia. It'll never happen here. To deploy special pandemic drones, quote unquote, that can detect coughing, sneezing, respiratory rate, and even fever from a distance. These autonomous drones are part of something called the Vital Intelligence Project, or VIP for short. Something, uh, a healthcare data science and deep learning collaboration between the University of South Australia and the Australian DOD. That just selected Dragonfly. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. That just selected Dragonfly as its exclusive integration partner by integrating AI technology from the university. Dragonfly's pandemic drones seek to detect and track respiratory conditions in order to combat COVID-19 and future health emergencies like it. So it's not going away after COVID-19, in other words. You see, all of these things are coming out with, well, we can help fight COVID-19 and any future things that come up, right? In other words, you need to keep giving us money. We need to be able to keep patrolling. We need to be able to continue scanning forever. You've already heard the experts on cable news, ladies and gentlemen, talking about, well, this could last 12 months. This could last 18 months. And if it doesn't last 18 months, then it's going to come back and it's going to keep coming back. So we're going to have to keep doing this always forever now, right? That's why they're saying shit like it'll never go back to normal. Public gatherings are never going to come back because in six months, 12 months from now, they can just ratchet it up again. Oh, we've got ourselves another pandemic. It's time to batten down the hatches. Get inside. It's time to see Rusty in the chat. Target practice. Now, I know Rusty knows this, but this is the most common line that I get in response is target practice. But we covered the story on this show, ladies and gentlemen, that there is currently a group called the Small UAV Coalition, which is lobbying the White House to get regulations around drone flying removed. What does that mean? It means that they will be allowed to fly drones over private property. These these people are going to be working with law enforcement agencies. So what happens when law enforcement is now legally allowed to fly their drones over your house? That means if you shoot the drone down, like everybody thinks they're going to be allowed to do after these companies and governments and universities invest billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars in this to have the laws changed as well. People think, well, I'll just fucking shoot it down. If you shoot the drone down, you will be damaging police property at that point because they will be legally allowed to fly it over your home. So people are like, oh, well, it's target practice. For me. I'll just shoot it down. Yes, you'll be the one that gets arrested. You'll be the one that gets thrown in prison. It will be the same as shooting your gun at a police car. It will be treated the same way. So that was on March 29. That was such, that was, it's like, it was like a hundred years ago. 
when I put that tweet out that nobody read, that nobody cares about, that nobody... Ah, it's just crazy boogie with his fucking fear porn again. Spreading his fear porn and his crazy conspiracy theories. <laughs> He's talking about these drones. He's talking about the Department of Defense is developing these drones that are going to fly around and check people's temperatures and shit, see if they're coughing. It's fucking ridiculous, man. We're winning, bro. We're winning. <laughs> you got Microsoft. You got Apple. You got Google. And you got Amazon. We're winning over here. Crazy boogie with his damn fear porn conspiracy theory shit. Uh, this video came out yesterday. Drones that can detect fevers and coughing will soon take to the sky. Yay! On March 26, Dragonfly announced it would deploy COVID-19 sensing drones in Australia. Goody. Can't wait. The drones are capable of monitoring fever-associated temperature. got the nice drop beat soundtrack there though so it's cool right it's a cool thing and heart rate and respiratory rates from a distance it can it can monitor your heart rate from the sky (laughs) (laughs) why why do we even need infrared tattoos on our skin why do we even need that We'll just we'll just let the drones take our temperature and our pulse from the air. They can detect people sneezing and coughing. Imagine walking around the streets, ladies and gentlemen, you're a cigarette smoker. The drones are flying around tracking people. You cough. <laughs> and then the drone alerts the local authorities. Within five minutes, there's a cop right there. Excuse me, sir. Have you been vaccinated for coronavirus? Have you been tested? I think you need to. I think we need to put you into quarantine, forced quarantine for two weeks. Are you resisting? Six months jail. God, it sounds so much. It sounds so. I feel so fucking protected right now. Don't you? Drones are MAGA. Exactly. The drones will be deployed at various hotspots, hotspots around the country. Will be, see, will be deployed, not could be deployed, not should be deployed, not we'll have a discussion about whether or not we're going to deploy. No, no, they will be deployed. <laughs> Did you think you had a choice in this? Did you think you had an option? <laughs> Don't be silly. However, it's unsure how soon these drones will be taking flight. Well, hopefully soon, otherwise we're going to run out of virus. That's all the virus we had, Karen. There you have it. Hey. We've seen these kind of dystopian, nightmarish situations in places like, you know, China, for example, Italy, Spain. But you know what? Live from the D-Live studios with your host, Boogie Bumper, it's time for another episode of everybody's favourite game show, China, come on down. Come on down, China, follow the drone. 
Italy. Come on down. Come on down, Italy. And Australia. Come on down. You're the next contestant, son. It'll never happen here. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but the idea of a infrared tattoo being applied to people who voluntarily... <laughs> voluntarily, get it, get it. Who <laughs> voluntarily uh, put themselves up for vaccination. Well, that puts my mind at ease. And the idea that there would be drones, autonomous drones flying around, taking people's temperature, seeing if they coof or not perhaps probably alerting the authorities. And if not that, then at least spraying disinfectant around the cities where people work and live and run and walk and talk with their friends and loved ones. Well, that puts my mind at ease. I feel protected. I feel much safer now. Uh, where shall we go from here? Where shall we go from here? How about this one? Are you concerned about future employment? Are you concerned that you may not be able to do the job that you were doing before Corona-chan took hold, ladies and gentlemen? I've got good news for you. You have options. The future economy is built for you. Want to know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm talking about specifically the ladies here. As you, are, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, we promote gender equality on this program. We love you, ladies, and we want what's best for you. And we especially don't like exploitation of women. We've definitely not been a program that has ever promoted exploitation of women, ever. And the future economy has got you, it's got your back. I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, the future options for the young ladies who would otherwise be working in unskilled jobs such as waitressing or fast food. We got your back. The world has gone completely fucking ass backwards. This adult site is offering ex-McDonald's employees camming work. Yeah. Yep. And quality, baby! Woo! Ronald McDonald might not care about workers' rights, but ismygirl.com says it does. <laughs> Look. I know that you were working at McDonald's to pay your way through that sociology degree, and I know that you're now no longer to work, able to work at McDonald's because they've closed the McDonald's down, but fear not. Here, put this in your vagina on camera. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not that much different. Last week, you were taking money at a cashier. This week, you'll be inserting things into your vagina whilst faceless, nameless men tip you money and masturbate on the internet. It's going to be fine. You won't even know the difference. <laughs> this is from Vice, by the way. On Sunday night, McDonald's announced that all locations in the UK and Ireland, Ireland, would be closed by 7pm the following day. According to a press statement from the global fast food chain, the measure is intended to protect, quote, the, the well-being and safety of our employees, as well as the best interests for our customers. Kitty in the chat, sign up before July 3rd, you get a free dildo. Seems reasonable, says Scott. 
However, as many McDonald's workers in the UK are employed on contracts with flexible hours, meaning that they aren't guaranteed work every week, it looks unlikely that they will receive sick pay. Similarly, in the US, around 500,000 McDonald's workers face being laid off without sick pay. This is a tragedy. That's a worrying number of people. Imagine a, imagine a fresh imagine a fresh half a million cam girls hitting the internet all at once. That's a worrying number of that I guess I guess the masturbation fee will be a lot less. A bit more competition in the sector is always a good thing. Capitalism wins again. A worrying number of people are stuck without income stream during the biggest health crisis of recent decades. But fret not, McDonald's workers. An LA-based adult social media site is here to help. Ismygirl.com, which lets its users upload and monetize their own pornographic content, has announced that it's offering ex-McDonald's staff the chance to earn big money with photos and videos. A press release sent by the company last week reads, and I quote, In an effort to help, we're helping you. <laughs> we're helping the McDonald's workers. We got hearts of fucking gold. We're filled with the milk of human kindness here at ismygirl.com. In an effort to help McDonald's employees and to make sure they can continue to provide for themselves and their families, I'll see you in hell. We want to help provide them with a legitimate option. Is My Girl has offered all McDonald's workers an exclusive offer to earn 90% of their proceeds. Well done. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. Well done. And that's a special offer just for the Microsoft workers. Just for the Microsoft girls. You jump onto ismygirl.com. You will you will get to keep 90% of the money you earn. How about that, huh? How about that? That's they're basically motherfucking Teresa over there. So congratulations to the to the future cam girls of the future economy, ladies and gentlemen. You may not be allowed to flip burgers anymore, but you can absolutely shove dildos in your ass on camera for money. I don't see anything wrong with this, do you? We are heading to a great place. We are going exactly... This is going to plan. This is going to plan. This one was sent through by Amberlina. She wanted to put this in as a contestant for Rant of the Week. I haven't watched this video yet. The Ugandan police chief, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see. Let's see if this is Rant of the Week worthy or not. Uh, let me tell you one thing. I am not going to be nice to some of you motherfuckers. I, I like him already. Let me tell you one thing. I'm not going to be nice to some of you motherfuckers. Uh, let me tell you one thing. I am not going to be nice to some of you motherfuckers. Listen to me. <laughs> okay, listen I'm listening. To I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm not going to be nice to, to some of you motherfuckers. Okay, I'm listening. Fuck. Let me tell you. We have a pandemic. Coronavirus is a pandemic. Coronavirus. I think we just found the male Cardi B. Parents, motherfuckers, let me tell you. We have a pandemic. Coronavirus is a pandemic. Parents. Can you fucking get your kids out from the street? It's fucking annoying. Some of you motherfuckers, you have your kids out there, and it's fucking 9 p.m. I just cannot understand what the fuck is wrong with some of you. Oh, he's about to blow, isn't he? For God's sake, some of your kids are there, they are catching disease. Getting disease. Some of your kids are there, they are distributing your, uh, uh, the disease. 
Yeah. You fucking need to go get your kit. You know, grab their nuts. Grab their dick. And- grab their nuts. Grab their dick. Twist that nut! You understand? <laughs> Twist their nuts! Your kids! It's fucking annoying! He's not just a cop, he's the cop. He's the number one cop in Uganda, apparently. Grab your kids and twist and grab their nuts and twist them. We have thousands of doctors that are dying for us today. Doctors are sacrificing their lives. We have nurses who are dying for us today. Okay? So we have most... Some of you motherfuckers, your kids are fucking at the park. It's 9 p.m. Some of you motherfuckers, you you know, you're having your kids. uh, Your kids are out there at the beach. They're fucking enjoying can you fucking understand you have a state of emergency? I can understand most of it. Not all of it, but most of it. Some of you b- b- bastards are out there. You distributing your disease. You catching disease. Can you fucking stay at home? But where was all of this? Let me tell you. Where, where was all of this passion for the other diseases that have ravaged the continent over the last fucking 200 years? Where was all of this passion then? Suddenly, pand- suddenly coronavirus shows up and it's like, oh, you need to get your kids and twist their nuts off. It's like, oh, okay. First disease in Africa, is it? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> How about this kind of intensity all the rest of the time? When you move, coronavirus will move. When you stay, the coronavirus stay? will go away. Can you fucking stay at home, motherfucker? I just can't fucking understand this. Some of you are fucking distributing your motherfucking disease out there, bastards. I'm not going to be nice to none of you. Oh, the spit, yes. I'm not going to... stay at home. <laughs> stay at home. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have noises who are sacrificing there. Mm-hmm. We have doctors who are fucking sacrificing there. Mm-hmm. Some of you motherfuckers are just rubbing on the street just like a motherfucker. Bastards. <sighs> I wonder if he got back to the office that afternoon and just like got a slow clap. Or if he got back to work that afternoon, got back to the office, sat down in his office and his superior came in and said... We might need to put you on leave. <laughs> it might be the time for you to take a couple of weeks off. Why don't you go out, go with the family? Oh, shit. <laughs> why don't you go on a little holiday? Oh, shit. Why don't you go down to, why don't you spend some time in the country? Go and go on a little, do a little traveling. Shit. Why don't you just go home and stew for a couple of weeks? That'll make it better. Fucking annoying. Stay at home for God's sake. Analyze his rant for points. Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't, okay, I... I'll give you the short analysis. Whilst it's... See, there's there's things lacking in this rant, I think. The first thing being it's just one gear. I'm not a fan of the rants that don't have any... It doesn't have a flow to it. Like, when I'm looking... When I'm analysing a rant, I want to see that it goes through stages, right? This guy has just hit top gear instantly. This is like a drag race. You know what I mean? Where it's just as as fast as you can go for as long as you can go for a couple of minutes. I like a rant that develops over time. So I want a rant, I want context to it. It needs to start out slow or 
you know, build up. It needs to have peaks and troughs. You need to be raising your voice and lowering your voice. This is a very, I would say this is a very unsophisticated rant. You know, it's like, it's like comparing classical music. It's like comparing a sonata to, uh, you know, a baby hitting two blocks of wood together. It's not even in the same fucking universe. So this is just like, you motherfuckers, are you fuckers, you fucking motherfuckers, and it just never stops. Whereas the really good rants, they they start off slow, they build up, they entice you, they drag you in. There's emotion, there's feeling in it. There's passion. This is just rage. This is pure distilled rage. So Ben K. Veritas giving him a 26 out of 100 fail. I would, I'd be a little more generous than that just be for the, for the humorous aspect of it. And the, he did spit on the camera at one point, but I wouldn't go much higher. I would say maybe a 33, a 34. I'm calling it 33.6 for this particular rant. So there you have it. Uh, definitely not rant of the week material. I mean, you can't compare this to a Lookner. You can't compare this to an Alex Jones. It's not even in the same ballpark, right? Let's have a look here. What else have we got? Oh, fun news from Paris, ladies and gentlemen. Paris bans exercise as lockdown titans. Goody. Oh, goody. While Austria announces plans to reopen its economy, authorities in Paris have announced they will ban outdoor exercise between the hours of 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. as the coronavirus lockdown tightens. Good. It's, now it is house arrest. <laughs> Banning exercise between 10 and 7. You will get your allocated yard time after 7 p.m. All physical exercise, running, walking, will be banned in Paris between 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. for tomorrow as part of ever stricter coronavirus lockdown by order of Paris Police Prefecture and City Council, tweets Paris-based journalist Peter Allen. Who needs exercise anyway? Who needs exercise anyway? You can get your McDonald's delivered to you. And the fun part is the girl that used to work at the McDonald's who would used to serve you is now working on the cam site that you can masturbate to while you're eating the McDonald's. You can tell her, hey, I just got a McDonald's from the store that you used to work at. I'm eating a Big Mac right now. Jealous? (laughs) If you wanted to be a real piece of shit, that is. This was a fun one, I thought. Because again, we're looking for solutions, ladies and gentlemen. We want solutions. Apparently, there's a shortage of masks. Now, some conspiracy theorists out there have said things like, well, (laughs) people who work for these Chinese companies have been going around Western countries like Australia and the United States, and they've been buying up all of the available medical equipment. (laughs) (laughs) You know... It's conspiracy theories like that that I think need to be nipped in the bud. But apparently there's a shortage of medical masks around out there. So somebody tweeted this out earlier. A solution, ladies and gentlemen, solutions that people are taking into their own hands. Choose your fighter. Let's see some of these. Yes, garbage bag, plastic bag on the head. That'll get it done. (laughs) Look at this guy. He's also got the plastic bags on his hands and on his uh, fat person scooter that he's driving around to fill up with water. Come on, fill it up with water. Who are you kidding, brother? Yeah, I know you want to put Pepsi in that in that son of a bitch. 
Don't don't play with me, young man. That's a good one. Uh, the party hat. <laughs> the party hat around the mouth. <laughs> Have a cone, bro. Looking good, huh? The brown paper bag over the head with the eyes cut out. And he's also dressed in a plastic bag that is taped around the waist because he must have run out of garbage bags. So he's got, it looks like, gee, it looks like an old toilet paper package that he's covered his pants with. (laughs) So that's fine. Everything's fine. I love the ingenuity of people. Uh, The plastic water bottle with the head cut out, with with a portion cut out so you can fit your head into the water bottle. But if you look, this is an amateur move because he's left the cap off the top of the bottle. See, sir, the germs can get in that hole there. So you need to make sure that you put the cap on the top of the bottle, make sure that shit is airtight around the neck, and then you definitely won't be catching any coronavirus because all of the air will just be in the bottle. That's all you need. You'll last a good couple of minutes like that, but you'll be protected. (laughs) So people have been tweeting other... uh, Options here. I like this one. The guy with the horse head and the hazmat suit. (laughs) People are taking this very seriously. Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, yes. The underwear over the face, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's a real one, too, because you can tell somebody's taken the sneaky picture by holding the camera down near their waist. They've just taken the the phone out of their pocket and taken a picture. Like, look at this fucking crazy bitch. (laughs) Pre-washed, of course. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. <clears throat> what have we got here? Still got panties on. Panties on the face, ladies and gentlemen. This dude got panties on. <laughs> Coronavirus is bringing out the best in people. I can't even complain. Uh, there's another. There's another plastic bag over the head. This this lady's gone for the zip tie option, which I think is <clears throat> definitely the safer option because you can get it a lot tighter with the zip tie. Right? There's less. There's less room for air to escape and get in. Uh, this was a classic going around last week. The female sanitary pads, ladies and gentlemen, on the face and. God willing, Bernie Sanders wins the next election and will then end uh, sanitary pad oppression, will end hygiene oppression and give everybody free sanitary pads because now we've found an actual use for them. The pillow bag. <laughs> she's, got a, she's got a whole ecosystem in there, this one. <clears throat> she's thought this through. I need to have room to breathe. Bobby in the chat says, I don't wear panties, just FYI. Well, then you're going to fucking die. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The cat. (laughs) The cat, ladies and gentlemen, has a mask on. Oh, kitty. Oh, little kitty. Now, see, that's not going to do anything. If you just put a bag over your hair, that's not going to protect you. You need to get that bag over the face 
young lady, and tape it up nice and tight. What do we have here? Oh, the scuba mask, yes. <laughs> to be fair, she might have just come from a swimming pool. She might have just been snorkeling like minutes before heading to the Walmart. So you never know. You never know. How many of these are there? There's full scuba gear, scuba Dan. Now, this guy's gone for the party hat, but with the extended option. <laughs> it's like a, we're completely fucked. If you've been sitting there thinking like, oh, why is every, why are people putting up with these attacks on our freedoms? Why are people putting up with, you know, drones flying around, spraying disinfectant on people? Why are we now going to have drones where they can detect people coughing on the street and alert authorities? Why are people putting up with the police state? Why are people putting up with the with the economies being shut down? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you exhibit A. Like, <laughs> if you thought that people are like going to all of a sudden just snap out of it and wise up, if you thought people were going to wise up and instant, like just out of nowhere become like rebellious people who want their freedoms. I, I want my freedom, God damn it! I ain't putting up with this shit. I give you Scuba Dan. Scuba Steve. <laughs> There's not going to be a revolution. There's going to be people walking around with shoes tied to their face. <laughs> on Washington. No, you're not. You're going to go to the, you're going to go to the Walmart. You're going to tie a, a sneaker to your face and go in there and buy your water and your, your Doritos and your, and your toasties <laughs> and go straight back fucking home because you're going to do what you're goddamn told like everybody else. Look at this guy. See, what's the point of this when all the germs can get into the top of the tube that you've got your head in? I'll put I'll put this I'll put this in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. I will put the link to this thread. This is one of the greatest threads on Twitter. Look how many there are. It just keeps going and going and going. Let's see what's happening here. There's a guy with a gas mask. You you had to be very quick. There he. <laughs> just casually walking around with his gas mask. There he is. Oh, what a, that's a Chad move right there. <laughs> I think we have a winner. <laughs> Hot dog, we have a winner. <laughs> the dustbin. <laughs> in the chat oh, <laughs> this is the best twitter thread around right now there you go <laughs> enjoy that shit <laughs> this guy wins the internet for today there you have it ladies and gentlemen oh we've got the the newspaper <laughs> with garlic hanging off the end of it <laughs> 
Lou Frigno in the chat. Maybe humanity isn't worth saving at all. I'm starting to agree. Why is he wearing a dustbin when he has so much power in that impressive gut? Kitty in the chat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, don't worry. We're smart. We're going to come through this, guys. We're going to come through this on the other side. There's nothing they can do to us. We are absolutely going to be able... We are definitely going to be able to push back against the oppressive, repressive powers of the future police state. With this crack squad of savvy, intelligent, motivated future soldiers, future warriors. Our future is secure. Fear not, children of tomorrow. We got this. We got you. <laughs> uh, this one was shared to, with me by Poppy Lane. Again, we're looking for solutions here. Well, the Japanese are always at the cutting edge. Were you worried about not being able to attend your graduation? Well, fear not. The good people of Japan have come up with a solution that means that everybody can enjoy that moment, that valedictorian moment of receiving your 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 accreditation, receiving your credit finally after years and years of study and slavery and slogging your guts out in the learning institutions, ladies and gentlemen. We didn't want to rob you of that magical moment when you get to show the world that you have earned this certificate that you are ready to face the world. Students graduate. The ceremony in Tokyo's BBT University went ahead despite graduates being at home. <laughs> Their faces were projected on tablets and attached to avatar robots. <laughs> just like being there. It's just like being there. It's the same thing. New me robots. See, why are all these people allowed there? Everybody should be on a robot, should they not? I think this is a truly novel experience to receive a certificate in a public area. Yes, remember remember the old days when we used to be able to receive our certificates in person? That was before the coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen. I remember those times. You were probably too young to remember. Yeah, back in my day, when you graduated from university, you used to go to the university in a big ceremony. Everybody would receive their certificates and their diplomas, and then at the end, everybody would throw their hat up in the air. It was a great celebration. It was often caught on camera. I remember those days like they were yesterday. In fact, they were about two weeks ago. <laughs> it was about two weeks ago when we were allowed to do that. Not anymore, you see. Not anymore since the coronavirus took hold. No, no. Now we need to save people's lives. Now we need to save people's lives. So uh, if you could find a moment to get yourself away from the Cam Girls website, because I know you've been looking for that minx who used to serve your quarter pounders. But if you could get yourself away from the Cam Girls website momentarily, we would like to honour you with your award, with your diploma. That's the way we do things now. Back in my day, it was much different. And like I said, it was last Tuesday. 
While I'm in a private space. Well done. Solutions, ladies and gentlemen. The Japanese. They know what they're doing, don't they? A quick, a quick little update from down under, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This came out last night. Quick little video, and then we're going to get to Kitty B stuff that she sent through. Terrifying figures have been released by the government. Terrifying figures. Terrifying figures have been released by the government yesterday. About a month after we started locking everything down. Because <laughs> we believe, because here at the government, we believe in keeping you informed. Today, showing exactly why they moved to lock down the country to fight COVID-19. Theoretical... We only, have, we only had to wait a month for the explanation. Isn't that good? Usually it takes so much longer. Modelling reveals how tens of thousands of people would have overwhelmed our hospital system. Uh-huh. But even more difficult decisions mm. still lie ahead. Mm. Goody. Australians head into Easter bearing a heavy cross. Mm. There is still... <laughs> get ready. Get ready for bad pun city. So there's your first one. Australians head into Easter bearing a heavy cross. In this country, if we are not good at anything, we are good at least at shitty puns. Australians head into Easter bearing a heavy cross. There is still quite a journey ahead. The hope of resurrection lies in harsh social distancing rules. Get it? Resurrection, Easter, cross, huh? 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 Yeah. Rules that are bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. <laughs> you know, because the tree is the poisonous fruit. <laughs> Resurrection. <laughs> cross the bear. <laughs> We cannot relax what we've been doing. For the first time. That are bearing fruit. We cannot. If you'll remember, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you got it, Natty? Did you get it? Because of the resurrection and the cross? Did you get it? <laughs> you get it, huh? Do you want me to play it again? <laughs> Just in case you didn't get it? It's pretty good. This guy, if you've been watching this show over the last month or so, um, if you're watching on YouTube and Periscope, you weren't around. But for the people on DLive, you saw we played the clip of this guy. It was actually like two months ago, right? Remember when we were screaming, close the airports now, close the airports now. You need to quarantine China now. When this guy and pretty much everyone else was saying, stop it, it's just the flu, you can't close the airport, don't be such a fear monger, there's nothing to fucking worry about, nothing's going to happen, don't be fucking ridiculous. This guy was saying shit like, we're not going to test people coming off the plane. That's ridiculous, that's conspiracy theory. We don't have to test people coming in from China. Don't be silly, we'll hand them a pamphlet at the airport. That'll do. And on the pamphlet, it says, if you've got the sniffles, call this number. We did that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. While some of us were screaming, you need to quarantine China now. Ring you the need bell to do it and now. get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub winning TV. By the way, thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. If we had have quarantined China back then, 
at the start of January when some of us were saying, quarantine the fuck out of this place right now. Don't let people just fly around the world. There is something odd here. There's something happening here. You need to take care of this shit. Nah, it's just the flu, bro. <laughs> You're a fear porn pusher. It's all just a plot by the Dems. <laughs> like, okay. So this guy refused to do anything, said, no, no, no. It's crazy to test people when they get off the plane from China. And now look how it's changed. Now look how it's changed. Now all of a sudden, this is very serious. We need to lock down the whole country. Pretending like they never let it happen. Pretending like they they had no choice. Because they treat everybody like goldfish. Action lies in harsh social distancing rules. That Harsh social distancing rules. Because we refused to quarantine China two and a half, three months ago, now we're the ones getting quarantined. Ain't that fucking special? We would have nearly zero coronavirus here if we had have done that more than two months ago, like so many of us were screaming for them to do. Nope. Nope. What are you, some kind of conspiracy nut? We're not going to stop planes flying in. Thousands of people per day flying in. Nothing. But now you all need to be, you all need to be house arrested. If you go outside, you can be thrown in jail for six months or receive a $1,000 fine on the street. Now it's your job to, now it's your job to protect the country. Oh, good. Are bearing fruit. We cannot relax what we've been doing. We cannot relax what we've been doing. But you were pretty fucking relaxed at the start of this shit show though, weren't you, champ? For the first time today, the nation was shown the disturbing theoretical models of theoretical coronavirus models. spread, which demanded immediate, drastic action. This is a horrendous scenario. In an uncontrolled outbreak, demand for intensive care beds peaks at 35,000 a day, crippling the health system and leaving tens of thousands dead. Then why did you leave the airports open? If you knew all this, why did you not quarantine the area in China from the beginning. Why did you do that? Why did you allow that to happen? If you... Oh, we have the modelling. We have all... That would have crippled our health system. If we didn't... If we didn't put you under house arrest, the, the country would be screwed. Shouldn't we be closing the airports down? <laughs> don't be silly. That's a little extreme, don't you think? Hmm? Using quarantine and isolating the ill drops the peak, but hospital demand is still too high. Adding social distancing buys time and makes peak demand manageable. But there is a wicked trade-off. <laughs> oh, yes, Pushing good. What's the wicked trade-off here? Down the peak greatly extends the duration Yay! of social restrictions. Yay! <laughs> That's right. You heard it right. So the longer we keep people under virtual house arrest, the longer the pandemic lasts. Yes! Woo! <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. That's it. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> you mean the longer that we're all locked up in our homes, the longer the virus is going to live? <laughs> I think I'm going crazy. <laughs> Good. 
Now we can just extend these kinds of social controls and rules and fines and police powers indefinitely. Now we can just keep it going for months, 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 months. <laughs> Isn't it great? We're saving lives here. We're keeping people safe. <laughs> The scale is in weeks. They are calling for 60 weeks plus. But yes, but Lou, to be fair, that's only the first round, you see. That's just the first wave. Have you noticed they've started talking about waves now? So that's just to contain the first wave of the of the virus. Come, you know, 18 months from now, there's going to be another wave and we'll have to do this all over again. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything is going according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> restrictions crippling the economy. Yeah. We are on the right track. Great, controlling great, good the spread, track. boosting the capacity of our health system, mm -hmm. and buying time, giving us the opportunity for more choices. Mm. But how Australia unwinds the restrictions which are strangling the economy demands more wicked choices. There is no clear right answer. There are lots of potential paths. Mm. Waiting for a vaccine. Which... <laughs> the, the only clear wrong answer. He, this guy has only had, he's had, he's got no clear right answers. Understood. There's a lot of potential paths. I get that. But two months ago, he was very clear that there was only one wrong answer. And that wrong answer was quarantining China. We could not do that. We must not do that. It was a wrong answer to close the airports. It was even the wrong answer to test people as they came in from Wuhan. That was wrong. That was conspiracy theory. That was crazy talk. You don't understand. That's nuts. We would never do something like that. That's disgusting. That's racist. That's awful. He was clear on what the wrong answer was now. Now that we're all locked up in our homes and getting chased off the beach by riot squad police, now it's like, well, there's, we've got a lot of options here. We can do a lot of things. <laughs> Which might come in 12 to 18 months. 12 to 18 months? or never is economically untenable. So the Prime Minister is looking for the Goldilocks position. The Goldilocks position. To ensure the health system can cope, but also to ensure uh, that the duration of where we have to put limitations in place mm. um, can be minimised. Minimised. And that is very difficult. This crisis throws up tough choices every day, but compromises are... Old man Rasta, I hate this. I just want to have a pint in the pub. Man, you're speaking my language. I was just thinking that last night, you know. I don't even... I'm not, I used to go to the pub a lot more, but I don't anymore. I work nights, so it kind of makes it a bit tricky to get to the pub. But I was just cruising around and I saw... Um, I, I saw an advertisement like a billboard for a beer. Furfy beer, which is a delicious drop. I think it's a local beer in Sydney, by the way. And it was the image of like, you know, the beer tap and the beer is half filled at the angle, filling up. And it was just like this 30 foot fucking amber, heavenly fucking picture. And it was like, it was like rainbows were coming out of it. And I missed, I missed my green light because I swear to God, I'm driving. I missed my green light because I'm looking at this billboard with my tongue hanging out. And I was just thinking, man, I could just fuck it. I could, I would kill everybody in this street right now for a drop of tap poured draft beer right now. Cold glass, cold to the touch. You have that condensation on the outside. A nice head, that golden, golden amber fucking fluid. <clears throat> 
the first sensation when you put that cold glass to your lips and that heavenly fluid slides down the back of your throat and then just sit back and put the feet up and you hold the glass in front of your face and you you give it that look like, oh, how do they do it? How do they do it? Thank you for the diamond. You're going to make me cry, says old man Rasta. But like I said, I'm not even, a, I don't even go to the pub very often, but I was just thinking, imagine just sitting down for like a nice steak dinner with a cold fucking pint of beer right now. Ah, oh, I got an erection. And then, then I, then I was very sad. <laughs> then I continued driving. <laughs> stop, stop. We're already dead. Are <laughs> being struck. Commercial landlords and tenants have agreed to a mandatory code. They sit down and they work it out. Um, this must be shared. There is a lot of pain to share this Easter without holidays. But the sac- Happy Priester, everybody, by the way. This is the pre-Easter broadcast. Happy Priester on the Wine and Crackers show. Sacrifice has delivered better options. To plan our way through and out. Sounds like a lot of planning's going on. We're <laughs> fucking talk about planning. A couple of weeks ago, the plan changed every 24 hours. Someone was asking me from the States, like, so when do you think your lockdown's going to finish? I'm like, who fucking knows? In one week, we went from, you can't be in a, in a group of more than 500. That went down to 50. That went down to 10. That went down to two, two people. So now if you're the third person in the group on the street, you will be arrested for it. That all happened in a week. In one week, we made pledges to the so our our economy your economy in the states is 20 trillion dollars right our economy is a lot smaller there's only 25 million of us our economy is worth a trillion dollars right in one week we spent 320 billion dollars in one week 30% of our entire economy went up in smoke in one week 30 fucking percent Imagine if you spent 30% of your household budget in the first week of the fucking year. <laughs> right? To put it in perspective, I think we spend less than 2% of our yearly economy on defense. Less than 2. But we spent 30% of our budget in one week on this. Of these crises. And reason to hope. Chris Yulman, 9 News. Reason to hope. Now, I was watching this little clip last night, and I'm like, wow, that is fucking depressing. But it does, there is a silver lining here, ladies and gentlemen. And you know me. I'm not an anti-cop guy, okay? I wouldn't say I'm pro-cop, but I'm not anti-cop. And I don't mean I'm pro, I hate these binary options. If a cop does good, I'm like, that's good. If a cop does bad, I'm like, that's bad. I think that's where I'm at, right? I'm not pro or anti any particular establishment. I'm pro or anti um, particular actions that people do. You know, you can be a real piece of shit, but if you do a nice thing, I'm going to say that was a nice thing that you did. You can be a really nice person, but if you do a shitty thing, I'm going to say that's a shitty thing you did. It's very rare for me to look at a whole institution and say, it's all shit, right? Even when I'm bashing like the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and stuff, you've seen it on this show. If Jake Tapper, for example, says something that I think is correct, I'm going to say, look, Jake got it right. If I see a good article in the New York Times, I'm going to say, this is a good article. They've fucking nailed it. 
So I think when you put like labels across whole things, then <clears throat> you're kind of painting yourself into a corner. So I'm not anti-cop by any stretch of the imagination. But lately I have been eh, a little critical of, say, the police who are, you know, driving their squad cars up to people who are laying alone on beach towels in parks and telling them to move the fuck on. I have been critical of the riot squad going around on beaches telling people to get the fuck home. I am critical of the idea that people should be arrested and thrown in prison if they just happen to be walking around in the sun. I don't like that shit. I'm a black shirt wearing libertarian, so the reasons for my <clears throat> disagreement with those policies should be fucking obvious, right? Because individual liberty is like up here for me. Everything else is a distant second for a reason. It's not because I want old people to die. So this, but so this comes, this story comes with a little silver lining, ladies and gentlemen. There is a little bit of sweetness here that I do, I did indulge in, and I'm going to share it with you right now. Sometimes, even in these dark, dark days, sometimes the universe just smiles on you. Have a look. Some reassuring news tonight for thousands of final years. No, we don't care about the final year students. This is the story I want to get to. Sometimes a silver lining. They should be at the forefront of social distancing, but yes. two off-duty police officers yes. have instead found themselves on the other side of the law. What? What? <laughs> oh, oh, tell me more, Pete. Two off-duty police officers have instead found themselves on the other side of the law. Two senior constables fined after they were found partying in the city. Yes! <laughs> We get one back. We get two back. <laughs> Police 1000, citizens two. We're in the game. We just got a safety. We're on the board, folks. It's time to fucking rock and roll. Let's go. Let's do this. We got two back. <laughs> Police patrolling new social restrictions have caught two of their own. Today, like the it. two 27-year-old senior constables from Fairfield yep. and Parramatta yep. slugged with $1,000 fines for partying inside a luxury Sydney hotel suite with three others on Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like them apples, huh? How do you like that? <laughs> I hope there was a conversation like, you're not going to find me, are you? Come on, bro. I'm part of the brotherhood. I'm part of the brotherhood. What are you doing? The scary part, I don't think they should be fine. Don't get me wrong. The scary part for me is they were in a private hotel room. And just because there was five of them in a private fucking hotel room, mind you, they're getting fined now for what you're doing in your own space, which is horrifying to me. Wait, I'm getting fined for what took place in a private fucking room? Are you kidding me? That that scares the living shit out of me, right? But if we're going to do it, <laughs> then at least the guys who are dishing out the fines, at least they, we know they can get fined too. And that almost makes it worthwhile. <laughs> Police on foot, bikes and even on horseback issuing a total of 122 COVID-19 related penalty notices across the state. and charging six people in the past 24 hours. Fuck. 
including this 37-year-old woman accused of leaving her house to go to Star Casino. It's closed and she's banned. I have not had access to the internet for uh, a month or so. I've heard a lot of blurb on TV, but it seems like everything keeps changing day to day. A city... Wait. She got charged with going... I drive past Star City Casino. It's huge. I drive past it every night at work. Um... She got charged with going to a closed building? Wow. Like, I don't believe the story. I don't believe the story. Oh, I haven't had the internet. I don't really know what's going on. But I do believe that there are people out there who aren't, who have really no, who aren't paying much attention. There would be people out there whose understanding of the rules just extends to, thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. There would be people whose understanding out there just extends to, um, oh, they're saying that we shouldn't go outside. That would definitely be the case because people are doing their own thing. People would be watching Netflix, right? They wouldn't, they wouldn't know the intricacies of the law. They wouldn't know that they're not allowed to just go out and go for a walk now. So it doesn't surprise me. I don't buy the internet thing. She probably has the internet, but she was probably looking at fucking makeup videos on Instagram or something, right? Not watching news, not watching fucking uh, press conferences with the police and with the prime minister and stuff. I understand that, but that's that's not the scary part. The scary part is you can be charged with a crime for walking to a closed building, not breaking into the building, not you know, not robbing somebody at the building, going to a building which is closed. Excuse me, ma'am, where are you going? I'm going to Star City Casino. Did you know that it's closed? No. Why is it closed? Because of the pandemic. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll go home then. <laughs> guess again, bitch. <laughs> Cuffer. What? Why am I being arrested? Because you're going to a building that's closed. You're only allowed outside to go shopping now. Oh, oh well, what if, I go to the, what if I go to the shop on my way home? Too late. You already told us. <laughs> you already told us you were going to the closed building. Sorry, babe. In the slammer with you. Enjoy your day in fucking court. Horrifying. Woman accused of leaving her house to go to Star Casino. It's closed and she's banned. I have not had access to the internet for uh, a month or so. I've heard a lot of blurb on TV, but it seems like everything keeps changing day to day. It does. A city brothel owner also fined $5,000 for operating. (laughs) A worker and her client. The brothel owner got charged $5,000. Look, I think if you're willing to go um, to a brothel and fuck a hooker, the, the, the brothels should remain open because you're already taking your life into your own hands when you go to one of those establishments in the first place. Coronavirus would not be the first virus on my list if I was going to a seedy Sydney brothel at two o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> coronavirus? Who gives a fuck? I've got, I've got herpes, man. I don't care about coronavirus. Two. On top of enforcing... I, I'm willing to get herpes to be here. Who cares about coronavirus? They should be they should be allowed to be remain open. Social restrictions. Police are at the helm of Operation COVID-19. Oh, couldn't we come up with a little more creative? Like, what, what about, you know, Operation Mountain Lion? You know, <laughs> Operation Death from Above. Our newest follower, Spear of Sagittarius, came in. There's a good name for an operation. Operation Spear of Sagittarius. Something, anything. Um, why don't we call it Operation COVID nineteen? It's like we really need new, we really need new editors here. 
There's no imagination in this fucking department anymore. Alongside the army, 1,900 officers have been seconded from across the state to care for more than 5,000 returned travellers being quarantined. I've noticed this too in Sydney. There's a lot of big, obviously in any big city, you're going to have a lot of big hotels. And I'm driving around the city at night and all of the hotels have cop cars out the front. There's coppers standing out the front of the hotel just at Operation Death Blow. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> All of the uh, hotels have coppers standing around outside the lobby, usually accompanied by at least one or possibly two guys from the military in their military fatigues. Stopping the people going outside the hotel. You can't go outside for a cigarette, for example. You're not allowed out on the street. No, no, no. This is now police military enforced quarantines that we're dealing with here. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. But like I said, at least a little silver lining that a couple of coppers found themselves on the wrong side of the bullshit law that they're forced to enforce, I think. Because like I said, like I said yesterday, the, the trouble with this stuff is nobody's going to give a fuck until it happens to them. Then they're going to say what a travesty it is. Then they're going to say what a nightmare it is. Then they're going to say how unfair it is. But until it happens to them, they won't care. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's come to that time of the program. Now, I did ask people on Twitter whether they wanted this or not. I did put a poll out. So whatever happens from this time, henceforth, it will be because this is what you wanted. We're going full Ron Paul here. This is the future you wanted. As you know, uh, the infamous JJ Stoner researcher, Kitty B, who's in the chat, I think, maybe. <clears throat> she was in the chat. Pardon me. She sent me this video. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know what we're in for. But we do know Kitty B's reputation, which is to send content to various content creators, which will break them mentally and turn them into a blubbering mess in the fetal position on the floor, pissing themselves. So I asked, knowing this, she's here. Thank you for the diamond, Ben K. Veritas. Didn't want you to go undiamonded. Well, thank you so much. So she's here. So I thought it only fair to ask you, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to play this? And the results are in, ladies and gentlemen. Winning TV with a diamond. This is for Kitty and JJ. Thank, thank you for giving me the diamond for somebody else, Winning TV. <laughs> So I put the question out. Tonight on the Daily Boogie Show, I want to end the, sh uh, the third show this week with a bang. I have a video from the infamous JJ Stoner researcher, Lollipop. JJ Stoner with the diamond. Thank you, sir. Do it. Come on, do it. Do it. Come on, do it. Do it. A woman who routinely breaks content creators with her fines. Should we play it tonight at six? A whopping 93.8% of those polled, ladies and gentlemen, Yes. Yes. Send me to hell. So that's where exactly where we're going. We are taking you directly to hell. And I want to know who is the pussy who voted for no? <laughs> Who's the pussy that voted no? I'll see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. Thank you for joining us, fascist TV. Who voted no? Which one of you fags voted no? 
can't see. I can't wait to see what pic. You, <laughs> Kitty doesn't even know what she sent me. She sends so much of this shit to people. <laughs> Let's have a look here. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to this girl who I've been told because I haven't watched this video. I've been told that she is an adult baby who reviews straight jackets on her. <laughs> Becca67 with the diamond says, not me. Not me. You out yourself. The pussy who voted no. You come forward. Own your decision, sir. So this is a woman who dresses, who lives as an adult baby, but she's monetized it because she does straitjacket reviews. And if, you, if you're not sure what a straitjacket is, then you must have been living under a rock. But don't worry, you'll get, you'll get, you'll get to wear one soon enough when you think you have a right to go outside and walk on the beach and shit. You'll, they'll throw you in a fucking mental asylum. You crazy person. A straight jacket is what they put on the crazy people to keep their arms pinned to their chest, right? So she does straight jacket reviews. I didn't even know there wasn't a demand for such a thing. <laughs> so here she is. A straight, a straight jacket shop booties review, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everyone. It's little lolly cat here. And I know... I think her name, she said Lolly Cat. I, I think she's got a bit of a Scottish twang to her as well. And you know, yeah, you know. It's been a while since I said I would do this and people have been pestering me, but I did finally get the booties and the mittens. The booties. And um, I got the new style dip covers from Straight Jacket Shop and a nurse's dress, which will be, have its own little thing. Yeah. Yay. So. Let's Here have a look. Is finally my review for the straight jacket shop booties. Which are these things? Because I got them in mint. Ah, uh, it's a straight and jacket shop booties. Are ridiculously comfy. <laughs> as in as in I cannot I have worn booties. You get booties. You, usually they're not so padded for one thing. Um these ones are, as you can see, very padded. I do have they do have a fleece version as well, and they have a version that doesn't have this kind of lock. But obviously, I have the ones with the lock. Well, you've got to have a lock. You've got to have a lock. I mean, without the lock, they're just booties, right? You've got to be able to be trapped in your garment without the option of being released from it. I think that's what makes a straight jacket a jacket. I think that w that's what makes a straight booty a straight booty. And I will say this is... I w about the only design flaw I would see in this entire thing oh, is yeah. the lock. Because seriously, when you put them on, you, you don't need a knock, lock on them to keep them on someone. They're not going to take them off. No, no, no. You, you, you need the lock on there. That's why it's a straight jacket. That's why it's a straight booty. You shouldn't have the option. See, somebody's supposed to drug you, put the booties on you, and then lock them so you can't take them off. It's like walking on clouds. <laughs> this fucking amateur. It's, it's so soft and gentle and <laughs> puffy and warm. So puffy and warm. Puffy and warm. Trapped in the Garment, Part 7. And the mister shakes his head at me while laughing. But it, it, Oh, there's a husband? There's a mister here? Oh, wow. It's true. Like, literally, I got put in them to sleep along with the mittens. And in the morning, he took the mittens off, but forgot to unlock these, and I didn't know where he had put the key for them. There you go! That's the point! Welcome to the point! <laughs> Really, I don't see why there's a lock on it. Because if you put these on, you don't want to be taking them off. They're just so nice and comfortable. It's like walking on clouds. 
But I don't understand where you where you'd have a lock on it. I think it's a design flaw. So you know the the mister he put him on my feet before I went to bed, and then I, when I woke up, I couldn't find the key, so I had to leave him on. Yes, that's why you have a lock. I'm gonna have to leave a comment. <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> that's why you have a lock. It's not a design flaw. It's to lock them on your feet. Is this your first review? I'm obviously an expert when it comes to straitjacket stuff. So I basically walked around the entire day in these, just not really particularly caring. And I was, um, I was actually, I was sewing and everything as well. So I was in fact using my feet and it was just so soft and comfy. They're just like an amazing pair of slippers. <laughs> Serious. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? She's clearly never been committed to an in an asylum. I know, right? I mean, this this feels like I'd be getting medical advice from somebody who's not a doctor. Honestly, it, well, that's what babies. Did she bathe in them? She should. Are. Hi, sweaty. They are an amazing pair of slippers. An amazing pair of slippers. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do because we don't have the camera on the microphone. Because usually I cut between the two cameras when I speak. Really, this is fucking good. Her accent is still sexy, says Made in USA Review. And if he talks, I switch it to that camera so you'll notice the difference in quality. So you'll notice the difference but in quality. But currently, that microphone is not charged, so he's just sitting there going, I don't know what to do or say. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is a tremendous review. Filling faces. <laughs> Kitty B. I wonder if he locked them on so he didn't get cut by her jagged toenails. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. So I will leave a link down below. I genuinely, they are amazing and worth every penny just because yep. of how comfortable they are. Mm -hmm. How well made they are as well. I will say they have straps and stuff on them, as you can see. And I'm always a bit suspicious with straps because obviously there's only so much they can take. But when someone can drag you with the strap, then it's probably a good sign that it's very well made and it's a really sturdy fat. What? <laughs> I'm always a little bit suspicious of the straps because, you know, there's only so much you can take. But when my husband was dragging me around the house by my ankles yesterday, the strap I noticed didn't even budge. <laughs> the stitching is double stitched, double stitch quality. So you get you get quality for what you pay for. So when my husband was dragging me around down the stairs by the strap of the boot, I did take a moment in between my head hitting every single individual step. I did notice that the strap was tremendously well-crafted. Amazing craftsmanship. It didn't even move. It couldn't even move. If someone can drag you with the strap, then it's probably a good sign that it's very well-made and it's a really sturdy fabric. It's a sturdy which fabric. Which I can right. safely say, I have been dragged across with these. In fact, I have been lifted up by most of the things that have been made by the straitjacket shop. Hello. Hello, Scottish girl. And, I mean, 
I'm not too heavy, but I'm still quite heavy for a small person. So that on itself. It Little pocket rocket, built for comfort, not speed. Is quite impressive. Um, yes. They're so soft. Yeah, but basically they come in different versions. Just keep looping the same tune over in the background, but they didn't edit the tune to like squeeze it together. They didn't cut it together. So there's that three second pause when the tune ends and when they play it again. <laughs> Have a listen. They didn't keep it going. It is quite impressive. And I mean, I'm not too heavy, but I'm still quite heavy for a small person. So that on itself is quite impressive. Um, yes, they're so soft. And they just start again. Yeah, but basically they come in different versions. This one obviously has this kind of lock, which I will say I I can understand why they use these locks. There are very few things that don't use just like a standard padlock. But standard padlock. Comfort-wise, these are ridiculous because you don't have the thing dangling behind you or catching anything. That's important. Because obviously it is a lot smoother. And you get the cool thing with the the red key, as you can see here, where you just go, ah, if I do it right, because apparently I'm really clumsy. See? And obviously this all flicks out and is actually removable as well, which is very helpful. And see, she was saying it was a design flaw, but now she loves the lock. Well, it's not like your usual padlock. You know, a usual padlock can be a little bit... It's like walking around with... Um, <clears throat> Shit, what do they call those things that the cowboys wear in the movies? Spurs. It's like walking around with spurs on the back of your booties. Booty spurs. You can't have that. Can't have little booty spurs jangling around. You know, you know, when I'm getting dragged around the house by my ankles by my husband and getting hung from the ceiling by my booties, uh, I don't like the sound of the padlock jangling. Jingle, 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 jingle. It, it disturbs the cats. We've got about 30 of them living in the basement. So I don't like that. So I much prefer this kind of lock because you see it comes with the very cute little red key. And if I do it right, you can just pop the lock off. You see, look at that. It's very convenient. It's very convenient. It's also a design flaw. It's a, it's a convenient, well-designed design flaw. This, this is a very, uh, it's a very jumbled review, I think. And yeah. <laughs> I bet her timeouts are very comfy in her favorite straight jacket and booties to match. <laughs> It's quite funky. I've got the spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle. Because it's just a magnetic lock. Um, gladly we have a couple of these now, which I guess will be helpful if I ever do something stupid and lose. <laughs> <laughs> which is always a risk with me. Yep. I am quite clumsy at misplacing things. That's why you need to be put in a straitjacket, darling, and hung from your ankles. We're doing it because we love you. We don't want you bumping into things. We don't want you touching the hot stove. Things. Yes. So, yes. I will Put them on your damn fucking feet. It's a review about footwear. Can we see them on a foot, please? I'll also say because I have. Stop putting them on your fucking hands! <laughs> worn these ones so much. They actually do have. Um... Show feet! Show feet! That's the only time it's appropriate is when you're doing a footwear review. Show feet! As you can see, they're, they've, they've slightly changed colour on the bottom, but these have also... Because the floor is so fucking filthy. <laughs> ...been um, washed already, so they have actually held up after a wash. They haven't particularly... I'm too busy doing, I'm too, too busy doing uh, insane asylum fashion to uh, get the mop out and clean the floor. ...drunk or anything as well, which 
honestly, I have had issues before when I've bought things where mm. I'll get something, issues. I'll wear it a few times, I'll absolutely adore it, yep. put it in the wash, <clears> and I'm <throat> I'm not mean with my washes. I tend to do like lower temperatures and stuff like that. So nothing. <laughs> why? Why do? Look, I, I don't want to do the stereotype thing, but why do women always end up talking about fucking laundry? If you put women in a room on an infinite timeline, they will talk about laundry 100% of the time. See, my wife's a bit funny. She's a bit different. <clears throat> she's she's friends with the guys. She doesn't she doesn't get on well with the girls. So if we're at a, you know, back back in my day when we used to be able to go to barbecues with friends, <laughs> when we used to be able to go to gatherings at bars and stuff, not anymore, you see, because of the coronavirus, but back in my day, which was about a month ago, You'd be too young to remember those days. Um, she would always hang out with the guys. And I, I asked her once years ago, I'm like, why do you always keep coming out and talking to us? We're just making jokes and talking about fucking football and farting and drinking beer and stuff. She's like, oh, I can't sit with those fucking hens. <laughs> like, why not? And she goes, all they talk about is fucking laundry and shit. Fuck that. <laughs> I'd rather talk shit with you. I'm like, okay. It should theoretically shrink. And then somehow something that all I thought she's a keeper. Weird usually happens <clears throat> to it where it gets um either I accidentally dye it or <laughs> the lining and stuff shrinks and when that happens yeah. obviously it's a lot more uncomfortable. Mm. But these don't seem to have done that. After one wash I can tell that these absolutely don't shrink. I even put them in the um, tumble dryer and they've held up really, really well. I will say in the tumble dryer I put them at low heat, low RPM. <laughs> Ben K. Veritas in the chat. I've never heard anyone conflate laundry temperature with an emotion. I set your whites to angry, asshole. <laughs> well, that's what the whites should be. The whites should be on the angry cycle constantly, right? Because we're so angry all the time. This is the Wine and Crackers podcast. Um, for a short while, and then I basically left them on top of the um, radiators mm. to dry after. The Just listen to this fucking shit. It's like Fran Drescher again. But but they were mostly dry by that point anyway. Anyway. But yeah, these are the straight jacket shop booties. And seriously, I do recommend. I'll put the link in the chat so you can investigate this, <laughs> this girl's tremendous fucking work reviewing the booties for yourself. There you go. Just if you want to go in and say hello and tell her what a great job she's doing reviewing this stuff. Because people need to be, they need to be given encouragement, I think. Them. She's got a big future. They are ridiculously comfy. This way? This way. Now, here we go, finally. It's about time. Been waiting all day for this. Yes. Ridiculously comfy. It's a little, little tear in the uh I really don't know if I should point this out or not. <laughs> Tell you what, if you want me to point something out which may offend you, then press one in the chat. If you'd rather I pretend like I can't see it, then press two in the chat. Gypsy sees it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it.
time I saw it, people are seeing it. I may not. I may not even have to point it out. <laughs> now we know why she's been getting it dragged around by her ankles, huh? <laughs> You see, here on the Daily Boogie podcast, we like to keep things classy. <laughs> this is a classy show with an intelligent audience. Here we, we touch on the topics that make a difference to you. <laughs> Zoom in, people are saying Zoom in. For those who have not seen what we all see, uh, there is a strategic tear in the, I guess we would call it the taint region of the leggings. <laughs> and the legs up in the air, proudly, proudly showing off those booties. <laughs> and there's just a little, a little glimmer of white, <laughs> there's a little glimmer of pasty white Scottish skin. The kind that can only come from spending your entire the entirety of your adult life not seeing any sunlight. It's that white. It's pure, like driven snow. <clears throat> this is what I imagine an angel's taint would look like. <laughs> Both booties, if you know what I mean. And they look a bit less like clown shoes. That's a great <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. When they're on you. <laughs> yes. I should do them up. Oh, he says I and, and the guy filming didn't even say anything? The, the man about the house didn't even go, cut, 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 cut. cut. Can, can you put a pair of pants on that aren't fucking falling apart, please? That the stitching hasn't fucking... <laughs> The stitching in the leggings is obviously not as good a quality as the stitching in the strap on the booties. I should. So, very simple. You very take it from simple. here, take the magnet off. For some reason, I always struggle with the magnet. I am not the best of the magnet. There's probably a lot of things we struggle with. Push the bar through and then put it back on. And yep. then there's this bit here where you can flap it through if you're... Flap it through. Speaking of flaps, <laughs> if I do, oh. <laughs> I did try and work it out, but if, no, because this goes in. Does it? Oh, yeah, get the. <laughs> Show it off. Show it off. If you got it, floored it. Go inside. It might go inside. Keep it up there, honey. Just a little longer. Just a little longer, sweetie. We haven't we, we haven't got a good shot of the booty yet. Yeah. Stop with the judgment. I may, no. May have it on the never the wrong foot. Okay. This is okay. why I'm not trusted to do these things on my own. And, <laughs> and then he trusted me to do it on my own, and it's entirely his fault. I say. Yes, that's how it works. Well, that's convenient. You can put the left booty on the right foot and the right booty on the left foot. It could never be wrong. Entirely his fault. There we go. I'm putting it on the right foot now. Well, the left foot. 
Badumcha. There you go. Huh? <clears throat> there. So, yes. Um, I believe there are about 86 pounds for a set. They come in the fleece ones, these ones that are lockable, and another set that aren't. I think they've just got the standard straps instead of the locks on them. Starting to see a little bit of subliminal um, cam girl stuff going on here. Look at look at the motion during standard strap. We've just seen the taint. For a set. They come in the fleece ones, these ones that are lockable, and another set for... I believe there are about £86 for a set. They come in the fleece ones, these ones that are lockable, and another set that aren't... I think they've just got the standard strap. <laughs> I'm so immature. <laughs> One more time for the standard strap. Just give us a standard strap. Ones, these ones that are lockable and another set that aren't. I think they've just got the standard straps. A standard strap. It's just a standard strap. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. <laughs> Well, that did not end the way that I thought it was going to. Talking about the show, talking about the podcast, talking about the week, talking about it all, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we got time for to for tonight. Uh, happy Easter, ladies and gentlemen. Happy pre-Easter. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course... If you would like to show, tell me about your standard strap and show me your taint, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends, ladies and gentlemen. JJ Stoner in the chat. DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. Joy of Pessy on a Saturday night. Uh, Rational Times. Uh, you've also got Major Tom on a Sunday. Uh, don't forget, at Real Person PLTCS at Mr. America. Uh, Kimmy Y Censored on a Thursday night. Uh, UK Neil's doing stuff around the town. I haven't seen him for a while. I don't know what he's doing lately. Um, who else you've got? Rusty. I keep forgetting Rusty. Iceman, double four, double three. Tune, uh, tune in tonight. Oh, Winning TV, of course. Winning TV. DLive.tv slash Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. Gary Vance as well, our favourite boomer from yesterday. Gary was very excited at the prospect that um, somebody wanted him to get them pregnant, Kitty. I'll just let you know. Uh, I got in touch with Gary and I said, look, uh, one of our female watchers said she wants you to impregnate her and he said tell her i've forgotten how to do it <laughs> you'll be pleased to know so you're you're safe you're safe he wouldn't know what to do with it well you see i used to uh used to know what to do uh, that was a long time ago um you know if i see uh you know vagina now probably likely to uh, have a stroke or forget you know, the mating ritual. So he's safe. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Follow all of our friends. Uh, I'll be back with another edition of The Daily Boogie Monday night at 6pm, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll see you all later tonight for Nightwave Radio at 10pm with everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh probably doing God's work, making women feel better about themselves because he is a great big soft teddy bear, as we all know. So thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. 
Happy Priester, I'm opening the chest. 